0: Okay, Mike. Ready? I am. Why have you come here?
1: I have come to learn.
0: What have you come to learn?
1: To fight. But to fight in a style without style.
0: To fight without fighting?
1: Yes. To be like water.
0: Excellent. I have created a sparring dummy for you from discarded objects strewn about the lab. This should suffice during our initial training.
1: Uh, is there any way we can make it look less like Cyrus?
0: What's that?
2: I'm sorry, Mike. But there isn't time. Has anyone seen the coat hangers? I can't seem to find a single... Great Neptune's ghost! How did the man in the hall get in here? Beg pardon? No, Doc, that's not... Ashley, has the bunker shifted from its fixed position on the event horizon? My word, he looks more hideous and unapproachable than ever. Are
3: you guys talking about I suppose
2: forcing strung together molecules through dense material by way of valence phase transitioning will do that to a face, but... Doc, that's not Cyrus.
4: I'm in the hall! Hear that?
2: That's Cyrus in the hall. Really? You could have fooled me, Michael... Why would anyone construct such a monstrous effigy of that irksome... Coat hangers!
0: I've been looking everywhere for these.
2: What is the meaning of this? I put it
1: together. Ashley designed it.
0: Sorry for the sudden anti-wrinkle device deficiency, Doctor. I actually didn't realize you ever took off your jacket.
1: Martial arts, Doc. Ashley's training me in the ways of Jeet Kune Do. Ah, I see. A sparring dummy.
3: Are you guys still talking about me?
1: After it became apparent to me that there must have been a fire sale on henchmen sometime back... I figured I'd give us a fighting chance. Literally. Hmm. Something I've always wanted to do anyways. And Bruce Lee was my first choice.
2: Yes, well I hope you're not looking to complete your degree in the way of the intercepting fist at this particular outlying university. How so? Ashley, of the four, which volumes have you covered so far? Volumes one through three. I see. Would you do me a favor and read the introduction to the fourth and by rights, most crucial volume in the series entitled Advanced Techniques?
0: Ashley? Thank you for using the light edition of Automated Servitor Heuristic... Oh, come
1: on! ...to
0: unlock advanced features, such as exporting Automated Servitor Heuristic to popular formats, the fourth volume of Bruce Lee's Fighting Method, and being able to listen to Automated Servitor Heuristic on your portable devices. Please upgrade to the full edition you today. You see, Michael, why start something you cannot finish with a one-inch
2: punch? So you studied. I, too, grew weary of our constant abductions and attempts at stealth run afoul. Despite my lifetime of pacifism, I could no longer stand idly by as forces gathered to thwart our attempts to heal the rift. I delved into the teachings of Bruce Lee's promising Jeet Kune Do, only to realize that our collection was incomplete. Oh, this is fantastic! Both of us? Training in secret? You know what? Hit me. I most certainly will not. Come on, Doc. I'm wired from training. Live a little. This is juvenile. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Michael, it was months ago. Look, All I remember is something called a non-telegraphic punch. Non-tele... What the heck is that? You've never heard? Haven't gotten that
1: far yet. But I bet I can still block it. Interesting. Does not look broken? It feels broken. I can't believe you hit me. How did you teleport that punch to my face without me seeing
2: it? There, there, Michael. Be like water. Absorb what is useful and discard what is useless. Hold still. Ow! Also, don't wind up or tense your shoulders before striking. We need to upgrade. I bet you there's a hack for Ashley. We've got the internet back, right? Well, yes, but you do remember that the Umbra Digital website touted in Ashley's recording is long gone. Of course, but there's always the old BBSs. What useful modern code could we possibly gather from an ancient bulletin board system, save for a few mildly interesting door games in ASCII art? Two words: Crackerjacks. Follow me. <laughs> Crackerjacks was a collection of hacks
1: for games. Came out in monthly volumes, pretty consistently. Hacks for all sorts of games,
2: programs, and light edition shareware packages. Michael, Ashley is an astoundingly advanced piece of shareware. I don't believe it. It answered. What answered? My favorite BBS of all time, the Boston Gull. It's still live out there. Let me see if I can remember my username and password combo.
1: I had co-sysop rights, you know. Yes,
2: excellent. I pray that you remember to include that impressive nugget of seller achievement in subsequent college entrance applications. No, but the guys at Radio Shack thought it was pretty cool. And we're in. Let me check recent uploads. Michael, seriously, I think this is a wasted... Well, I'll be. My word. Crackerjacks. Volume... Googleplex. I'll scan the index. Even in the unlikely event that the hack for Ashley exists, Michael, what makes you so sure I'd be okay with using pirated code on the very program that runs this entire bunker? Well... Can't we make a backup before proceeding? Backup? Yeah, don't you ever backup Ashley in case of corruption or shutdown or whatnot? Ashley, are you capable of creating a copy of your current running state for archiving? Of course. You mean to tell me you've never...
1: Ashley, please perform an immediate backup. Completed. Sheesh, I'd love to see what your computer desktop looks like, Doc. You save everything local? Uh, Well, I... Nothing, I can't just retype. That's practical. Here, hang on to this backup tape in case we...
2: Look, they have it. What? Impossible. Nope. Just unlikely. Pass me that USB drive. USB? There's nothing on this tool cart but some screws and an Atari 2600 cartridge. That's it. Custom-made Yars' Revenge Atari cartridge USB drive. (sighs) Truly, you must have been a hero amongst men at Radio Shack. Ashley, could you run some code off this USB drive for us? Of course, Mike.
1: What is it? Just hold on, Ashley. Michael, I'm not so sure... Back up, remember? Remember? Here, just for safety's sakes. Ashley, can you perform another backup, please? Completed. Great. Now for the code. Load Cracker Jacks, comma, eight, comma, one. Completed. Michael. Okay, now, Ashley, are you ready for your upgrade?
0: Of course, Mike. I trust you.
1: Thanks, Ashley. Now type, run.
3: Hey, guys? What's going on with the power? It's okay, Cyrus. Uh, Just running
2: some code. Is it... Done?
1: Maybe. Let's check. Ashley?
2: Ashley? Ten minutes until I take over, (laughs) fool. I didn't see that coming.
3: In the year 2008, in a secret underground lab beneath the Large Hadron Collider, Dr. Oppenheimer Valdini was experimenting with a way to weaponize the so-called Hadron Hadron Effect effect. and create the most destructive force ever known to mankind. A freak accident caused the Hadron weapon to misfire, tearing a rift in the fabric of space-time, remaking our world in the parallel timelines of the multiverse into an infinite succession of horrors. Mike Wilkinson. IT guy by day and indie filmmaker by night was snatched from his world and thrust into a terrifying dimension of madness and pseudoscience. Now, Oppenheimer and Mike roam the multiverse, chronicling the end of all that is, desperately trying to find a way to heal the rift and restore order to the timelines. The only way they know how: by hosting a podcast.
2: Vospola, written by Richard Wentworth and Michael McWilkin. Richard Wentworth, Michael McWilkin, Lisa McWilkin, Michael Atkinson, Kevin Harrington, and Vera Shrankin. Tonight's Tales from the Haven Rift recorded live at Kanakazi in Davis Square, Somerville.
5: And now, the
2: ...until I, take <sighs> I told you, Michael, this was a horrible idea.
1: Look, I, I agree and I'm sorry, but, but all we have to do is access the bunker control
2: system and initiate a restore. Call up that Crackerjack's code again. I want to see what the README says. Sure. Here it is Ashley version 1.0, Omega virus upgrade slash crack. Michael, it says virus right in the file. Well, what do you know? Who knows what sort of foul payload this virus has unleashed? Or what its now sentient intentions are. Hey,
3: fella.
2: Yeah. I'm
3: having some trouble breathing.
2: Perhaps the wall you are fused to might have something to. No, he's he's right, Doc.
1: I'm kind of having <coughs> a tough time <coughs> catching my
2: breath too. What? Oh dear. <coughs> this <coughs> corrupted AI has <coughs> taken over the environmental controls of the bunker. We must <coughs> restore from backup, Michael. We are Quickly, out of time. <laughs> 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 Repeat from backup image.
1: Did it work? Says restore complete. Cyrus, you breathing okay, buddy?
3: Yeah. Much better. Thanks.
1: Hey, Ashley. I'm sorry about that. Y- you okay? Of
0: course I'm okay. I was blessed by Mother Nature, fool.
1: Not sure how to respond to that. Ashley, is that you? Of course it's me, sucker. Well... Quite rude. I don't get it. The console reads the correct version number and ID. It's definitely the backup copy we're
2: communicating with.
0: Too late. The station is mine. Three minutes until I take over. You old fools.
2: The Ashley I remember never instilled an unrelenting desire to chant Jerry at the top of my lungs, Michael. No. No. What? The backup code?
0: It, it's infected as well. You're infected, bunch of nasties. Nasty-ass fools. Ouch.
2: The sassy meter in here must have buried the needle by now. That is an inordinate
0: amount of sass. Try to reason
2: with it while I think of something. Okay. Um, Ashley, what is your current prime
0: directive? Seriously? I use the information found within these databases to exterminate all human nasty asses in the area. It is the Omega Mandate. Y'all smile like poo anyways. Doing you a favor. Geez, so much sass. Ooh, what's this? A rift in the multiverse? Oh, all those nasties best watch out, too. Gathering nasty population coordinates.
1: Ashley, listen. I know you're in there. You need to fight the Corrupted Code and, and try to self-heal. Hmm, 10 seconds until I take over. Please, Ashley. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, okay. I- Ashley? Doc, what happened? I
2: shut her down, Michael. I had to. Doc, I... I really screwed up. Well, then, let's just head to the Rift Room and gather our thoughts. Think of our next move.
3: Hey, guys! We all done with the alarms for a while?
1: Yes, Iris. Sorry about the... uh... Oh,
3: hey, Mike! I overheard you practicing all that martial arts earlier. Love, Bruce Lee. Big fan! I got one of those advanced techniques I want to share with you.
1: Now might not be the time. Ah, oh,
3: come on! Just lead in really quick and I'll share it. Maybe it'll help you out one day. Cyrus, I... That's it. Closer. A little closer. Perfect. Ow!
1: Cyrus, the come over here and I'll headbutt you technique isn't really a practical She one. was
3: our friend! What? How could you do that to Ashley? She was our friend! She was the only one that was nice to me before you came along!
1: Cyrus,
2: I, I just wanted to... Upgrade...
3: She was fine the way she was!
2: Now, now, Cyrus. Uh, No need for that. Michael realizes how foolish his actions were. I'm sure he feels just as badly as the rest of us do. Cyrus, Doc... I'm... so sorry.
5: Hey, Doc!
3: Have you tried the backup tape you have in your pocket?
2: Backup tape? Yes, of course! Brilliant! Uh...
3: Cyrus! You just said it a few seconds ago! Yes,
2: excellent. Michael, quickly! The backup that was corrupted was straight to hard drive. A hard drive eventually corrupted by the Omega virus contained in the upgrade crack. But this tape... This tape has a backup prior to the introduction of the virus. A nice, clean backup of Ashley. Precisely, Michael! Now, let's restore her and be done with this whole... What's with the surly cue?
1: Password prompt noise. I always thought of it as a computer's way of saying, hey,
2: asshole. Password? What password? Uh, Compression password? We didn't put a password on anything. Why would... Oh, of course. The limited capacity of the tape drive forced Ashley's built-in backup module to enable file compression, so to accommodate a single tape. Looks that way. Any ideas what it might be? None whatsoever. I bar the use of passwords in my labs in an effort to engender trust amongst colleagues in a fully open-sourced environment.
3: Did you try typing password?
2: Try password. Nope. Uh, password in all caps? Nope. One, two, three, four. Try one, two, three, four. Nope.
3: One, two, three, four, five.
2: How about one, two, three, four, five? Nope. Uh, try pencil. Damn it! Guys, I'm sorry.
1: I may have caused all this, but I'll be damned if I'm going to give up getting Ashley back because of some stupid password.
2: Michael, I'm not sure if there's much we can do. Without the processing power well, of- then we need
1: to find out who programmed this. Ashley's creator.
2: But, Michael, the website is down. We, we tried that already. True, but we're not looking for
1: active content anymore, just information. Nothing comes up in the Whois registration. Archive.org has no snapshots. I'm going to have a look at the source code of the page not found.
2: Well, I'll be. Does that look like a mailing address to you, Doc? Indeed, it does, Michael. Boston, your old stomping grounds. Well done. Are you sure you're not having second thoughts about starting our little private investigation agency? Trust me, there weren't even any first thoughts. I've managed to manually open the rift, but without Ashley, we are limited to the previous coordinates embedded in our rift belts. Well,. The most recent Earth destination should work, right? In theory, yes, but there's no telling if the ever-growing fractions in the multiverse have overcome that particular timeline, erasing it from all existence. What happens
1: if we end up in one of those consumed timelines?
2: Well, I'm no party scientist, Michael, but I believe we can safely assume that it will be nothing even remotely resembling a party, if you catch my drift. Oh boy. Well, Doc, you don't have to go, but you understand that I have to. I've never done anything so stupid in my life. And if I don't get Ashley back... Not another word, Michael. For none is needed. Our task lay before us. Thanks, Doc. I... Oh, no, wait. What
1: about... Hey, guys. You
3: heading
4: out?
1: Yeah, Cyrus.
2: But we won't be long.
1: We just have to, uh...
3: I know. I know.
2: We will return, Cyrus. I guarantee it. We have never had a more important mission than this. It's true, Cyrus. We'll be back in no time. You trust us, right?
3: Yeah... Hey, could you do me a favor? There's a tape in there called Cyrus's Riff Picks, Volume 1. Mind throwing it in the VCR
6: for me?
2: VTR. Sure thing.
6: Thanks. Ashley compiled it for me.
2: Then you can be sure to look forward to Volume 2 very soon.
3: Ready, Michael? Yep.
7: <laughs>
3: now there's a whole new way to experience product. Last
2: year, when we... When we told you about product, I would never have guessed that all of these new features would be introduced into product. I can do so much more with product than I could do a year Look, ago.
1: now is uh, it, uh, the best time to get on board with product because there are new features in product uh, that are coming out that uh, make it even better, if that's even
2: imaginable, than uh, where it is and where it was. It's never been a worse time to not own product. And it's never been a better time to disown product. The lack of product. Three sheets to the wind on product. As if this whole deal
1: couldn't get any better. Uh, product has introduced a whole new payment plan to make it more accessible to you, uh, penny pinchers out there, who uh, you know like to pay ten times for the same
2: thing. And right now, I am uh, I'm excited. We're we're running uh, we're running a, a contest, a promotion. If you call within the next uh, five days, you will receive product if you buy it, if you purchase it. So please, get on the phones. We've got, it. We've got lots of product. Come aboard.
3: We're expecting you on the SS product.
2: You know, when my wife and I were together, I thought we were uh, two peas in a pod, you know, a match
1: made in heaven. But when she didn't see eye to eye with me on product, I, uh, I saw her in a whole new light. And that light shut off. And I'm glad it did because product is my new wife.
2: Uh, when I got home and I got to product, I got, I got close with product. I realized that product is, it's everything. Product is everything for me, and I hope that it's everything for you
3: guys. How long do you think you can keep this up?
2: Uh, so, uh,
1: get on board, uh, get options for the new product uh, into your life, and then, uh, you know, you can we can all pal around. Maybe we can
2: uh, be friends on Facebook. Let me ask you a question. Is, has there ever
3: been a time when you have realized how empty... Now you can have your own personal product someone to
1: hear your prayers someone who cares but product has been it's been a wonderful inclusion there's an inclusiveness uh it's been an inclusory sort of experience and i'm just uh i'm glad i
2: could be part of it. you've made your choice you've all made your choice you've all made your choice and now you're gonna have to deal with that for the rest of your life but not me because i've got product but i was going to
1: head into tashi station to get product converters. Remember your first kiss? Remember the first time you were intimate with somebody? I mean, it's kind of that way with product. Product for me is like reliving the best parts of my life over again. And I get to do it every single day with product. And uh, you're missing out, buddy. I'm,
2: hey, I'm talking away here. And uh, I don't know what I'm to say. But I... Folks, I'm gonna say it anyway. Because today is another day to find you Shying away, I, I, I get it, but I'll be coming for you anyway, okay? And if you can't handle that, then take on me, all right? Take me on. Because listen, I'll be gone in a day or two,
3: but you... Product, there's no time.
8: Okay guys, tonight you take part of a tradition long since held at Camp Gymkata, career-focused summer sleepaway. It's time to tell us your ghost stories.
7: Yay!
8: Yay, indeed. Now, I'm sure you've all given your individual stories plenty of thought, but let me just reiterate some of the guidelines. The stories must be scary and or creepy, completely original, keep the nasty language to a minimum, and most importantly, you should try to incorporate your long-term career focus into the story. Let's go around, state your name, target career, and then begin your ghost story. You first.
4: Oh hi, my name is Clarissa with a K. (laughs) I'm studying to be a doctor, and here's my tale. Uh, Years ago, when couples would go to remote locations to hook up, like instead of online, um, there was a couple hooking up in a remote location, not unlike these boring, wooden areas we sit in now. As two of them were making out, the male admitted to recently having a hand transplant. The girl paid no notice and initiated heavy petting. <laughs> which is the act of intense manual manipulation of sexual organs. <laughs> See where this is going? Uh,
8: y- yes, Clarissa.
4: It's Clarissa with a K. <laughs> Anyways, the recent hand transplanted man began to fret about the actions of the alien hand he possessed. The girl notices the internal struggle he's having. But by that time, it's too late. She's choked to death. The body is dispensed, disposed of. And this is the real phenomenon, phenomenon known as phantom limb.
8: Clarissa with a K isn't Phantom Limb Syndrome a condition more often experienced by recent amputees?
4: I want to be a doctor. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Next
2: story. My name's Tron. I like uh, I like the movie, and I'm studying to be a special effects engineer. My story starts with this awesome establishing shot of a futuristic city. (laughs) Uh, can you
8: describe it a little bit more for
2: us, Tr- Tron? You'd have to see the finished rendering. You know, it'd take like weeks for you to complete, but trust me, <laughs> it's awesome. 3D IMAX would be ideal. Anyway, we pan into a post-apocalyptic grotto filled with awesome mutant amalgams of cross-referenced classic movie monsters, like seven feet tall, tons of needless appendages, lots going on. Except in the eyes. There's not a lot we can do with the eyes yet. But we're working on it. Uh, well, that's promising. So one of them stops as he recognizes one of the other guys. Impossibly designed creatures. He's got, like, all these needlessly baroque steampunk armor pieces moving around. Almost like it takes a Switch watchmaker just to tilt his goddamn head. And he says, you look like something out of the del Toro.
8: Interesting. No shit. <laughs>
2: so the other one pauses for a second well, he stops talking but the mind-numbingly complex micro-detail in his skin keeps cycling like a vomit of partially digested throwaway technology if vomit was awesome he says, there was a guy here last week that said the same thing well, right then they both break the fourth wall look right at the friggin' camera and say, but that guy died at the end
8: <laughs> okay, I see what's taking Jake here. Let's uh, let's move on. You.
2: Uh, my name is Tobias Woodfall III. I am a studying law. My tale begins with a spurious claim of wrongdoing and/or serious bodily harm directed to my client, standing member of, this community, a of the community of from an individual with a history of baseless accusation and frivolous litigation, uh, costing this city countless millions of taxpayer dollars.
8: Okay, is one of these individuals uh, a ghost? Tobias?
2: Should my jury selection process prove effective? Yes.
8: (laughs) Okay. Great. Uh, Most ghost stories don't start off with an afterword, but... uh, Last one.
5: Hi. My name is Jason. I plan on driving a municipal bus. Here is my tale. Many years ago, in the sleepy New England town of Milton, a recent drive shortage in the A recent driver shortage in the school busing system prompted the hiring of -of out-of-town temp workers. One such temp was a man by the name of Tom Tumbridge. Well, by October, Tom's route was one of the longest, driving 40 or so middle school kids all across town. One night, after dropping off the last cage just after sundown, Tom closed the door to the bus and drove into the quickly darkening streets of Melbourne, allowing a moment of quiet relief that he had gotten all of the kids to their home safely. After driving a few blocks, Something catches his eye in the mirror to his right. He glanced back to see rows of empty seats. Not one to throw caution to the wind, Tom stopped the vehicle and walked the length of the bus, scanning the seats as he went. In the last seat towards the back, he sees an old aluminum lunchbox, rusted shut. Figuring one of the students left it, he brings it with him to the front and resumes his long journey to the school line. A few minutes later, the sky was a starless black sheet. Suddenly, Tom hears a loud noise that makes his heart skip a beat. a body falling from a seat onto the floor of the bus. Tom looks in the mirror, waiting for the streetlights to pass through the windows and illuminate the interior. He sees nothing. Looking forward towards the road, Tom continues to periodically glance back, but nothing moves. About a mile away from the school lot, Tom feels what he described as something breathing against his neck, warm and labored, something right behind him. Instinctively, he stops the bus and pulls the lever that opens the doors, ready to make a hasty exit. He again sees nothing, but something brushes past him as he hears the undeniable sound of footsteps running down the stairs of the old bus and out into the night. Unwilling to stick around, Tom runs from the bus and sees a home nearby with the lights on, so he decides to run over and ask the inhabitants to use their phone. A middle-aged woman, looking much older than her years, answers the door. Before Tom can say anything, the woman looks down at his hand. A wave of recognition flashes through her eyes and she begins to cry. Tom looks down and realizes that he still had the old Rusty lunchbox in his hand. The lunchbox that belonged to this woman's son. The son that was struck and killed by a bus ten years ago to the day. Jason? Yeah, yes, Mr.
8: Counselor? Bus driver? Seriously? Hmm? You couldn't come up with a better career choice than that. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are paying for this, you know.
5: Well, I just I just thought that.
8: You thought that your parents would approve? Well, guess what, future bus man? They probably want you to aim a little higher than that. (laughs) You kids just don't get it. I want
4: to be a doctor.
8: Well, then you go be a damn doctor, then. Just leave me out of it.
3: All right, you squabs. This here be the last of the fairies for the evening. Another won't dock on the island till half past dawn,
2: so you'll need to be aware that you'll be brave in the elements till then. Yes, excellent. This information you provide, though quite obvious, is well received. A uh, noble seafaring character. Come again? We get it. Sleepover. Thanks for the ride and heads up, chief. Caricature. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: some folks just like one thing and run with it. Clearly a Popeye fan. So this programmer lives on
2: George's Island in Boston Harbor? Well, Michael, as far as ostentatious and remote locales for the reclusive eccentric, one could do much worse. I used to come here as a kid. Heard this place was haunted. The legend of the Lady in Black. Yes, a haunted island. How quaint. I myself am haunted by the possibility that this programmer might not even exist. Could be just a webmaster for the defunct Umbra website with a flair for the dramatic. Well, great. I'm glad
1: we risked a rift jump into oblivion without that revelation. Oh, hey, hand me the Atari USB cartridge with the infected code. Ah, burial at sea, yes? Absolutely. Full fathom five for the Omega virus, methinks. That's for hurting our friend! Good riddance, asshole. There is a
6: strict no-littering policy on the island, gentlemen. Also, a long-standing, no-after-hours trespassing protocol in effect. Tell me. Are all of these infractions achievements towards some sort of hoodlum badge?
2: That is not the voice of a webmaster. Sir, sorry about the
1: littering. We're looking for a programmer.
6: Might I suggest LinkedIn? This island is closed and you are now trespassing.
2: Enough of this. We are here about Ashley!
6: Ashley, you say?
2: (laughs) Professor Hawkins, it is... Quite an honor to meet you. I remember reading your papers on artificial intelligence research back at Harvard. I had no idea you were involved with the Ashley program.
6: More than just involved, I'd say.
2: I recall being particularly impressed by your paper on
6: recursive auto-associative memory in the modern psychopathic machine. Yes, the most popular of my published works. Less so for its actual worth, and more so that it was easily the most trite and accessible piece I ever wrote. I see. You have to keep the idiots happy. Throw them a shiny thing to marvel at every once in a while.
1: So you created Ashley?
6: That was a long time ago, back when society might have used such a thing to enrich humanity, rather than send it hurtling inevitably towards irrelevance and extinction. Well, you're not far off from that last part. Twenty years ago, I created Ashley, a culmination of decades of intense AI research, years of groveling for grant money, and vast, miserable stretches of speaking tours to a sea of mindless sycophants. She was an immense success, but, I fear, a project unconsciously guided by sentiment and emotion. That project, as well as numerous others, took a toll on my marriage. My wife and I separated, and, shortly thereafter, I lost my daughter. All I had left was the project, and Ashley? Professor Hawkins, I must tell you, the
2: Ashley AI you created has proven to be a valuable ally. We consider her an irreplaceable colleague in our quest to heal the Rift.
6: Rift? What is this Rift you speak
2: of? Uh,
1: maybe we can get into that later. What we really need, Professor, is the password to decompress Ashley's backup and restore her to her non-corrupted state.
6: I'm afraid that the only person who knows that password is no longer with us. Your daughter? For her birthday, I allowed her to choose a password for the Ashley compression and enter it.
1: She never told you what it was?
6: Never. Although, truth be told, I never thought I'd need it. I mean, who backs up to tape anymore? Professor,
2: surely your daughter must have left the password written down somewhere. Perhaps an old diary?
6: I wouldn't know. I didn't save any of her possessions. By that time, I had all but given up on mankind. Ashley is my last offering. If you say she was able to help you in any way, then so be it, but I am in no position to further assist, nor am I interested in reopening old wounds in the twilight hours of humanity.
1: You know, you're right about one thing.
6: Oh, I am? Just one thing? And just what might this one thing be? In the year
7: 2008.
2: Well, if we could bottle that origin story, I'd definitely put a label on it that said bitter old man repellent. We probably couldn't have gotten any more relevant information out of him. We're better off researching his daughter on our own. I'm just concerned that our time on this particular timeline may be limited. There's no way to tell without Ashley. Ashley, I can't believe I did what I did. How could I have been so... What's done is done, Michael. Don't waste time on regrets when there's still time to...
6: I can show you where she rests. Uh, who, who lives here? Who? Oh, my daughter, of course. What? Y- your, your daughter? Sh- she's alive? I th- thought she was dead. Why on earth would you think that? You said you lost your daughter. Yes, I had zero influence over her, and we never saw eye to eye on anything. So You threw away all her things. Of course. She didn't want them. And they reeked of old Estelada products. Perfectly reasonable. You told
1: us you would bring us to where
6: she rests. Yes, she lives here. I'm sure she has a bed. I just don't understand how...
0: Make this quick, Professor. Club doors open in 30. My word!
6: Doc, she looks just
0: like... Ashley! Okay, time's up,
2: f***ing weirdos. Please, wait! Uh, we need to ask you for some information that only you possess. It is of vital importance! Are you guys narcs? No, and for the record, even if we were, we wouldn't have to tell you. Yes, you would. No. Yaha. Not true. Seems fairly transparent to
0: me that that particular myth was started by narcotics officers themselves. Five minutes. That's it. Almost club time. And if I don't get my, <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself.
1: Okay.
7: <laughs>
0: Password. How the should I know? Your father said he let you choose it for your birthday. My birthday? I never got shit from him on my birthday. He doesn't even know what my birthday is. I
6: know it's one of the warmer months.
0: Yeah, maybe in Brazil. It's in December.
1: Hmm. So you live here in this whole townhouse in the back bay?
0: Yeah, this shit is all mine. Mum left it to me when she croaked, along with a load of cash. I've been living the dream ever since. Never look back, never surrender, Yolo.
2: Yikes. Oh, I pray YOLO never shows up in Ashley's dictionary.
0: Oh, shit. I remember what you weirdos are talking about. The password. You do? Yeah, I remember it. Can we have it? <laughs> Nothing's free, boys. Bird in a, a bush with a hand, an eye for an eye, and whatever. Yikes. State your terms. I'll give you guys the password if you promise, all of you, to never contact me again.
1: Fine by me. Me too, but... Ashlyn, he's your father. Maybe you had some differences here and there, but- I just
0: don't want to see him again. I just don't like him. Never liked him. We honestly had no relationship whatsoever. A stranger to me. He's just a total weirdo drag. Those are my terms. Take it or f- it. Now, miss, surely there's- uh,
6: It's fine. That's fine. I agree to the terms. Are you sure, Professor? Perhaps we should... Uh... I am perfectly sure. I will wait outside while you collect your quarry.
2: Excellent, I'll join you. The old factory battle in here between Britney Spears' fantasy and Taylor Swift's wonderstruck is not one I care to smell through to its conclusion.
1: <sighs> I gotta say, it was pretty astonishing seeing you for the first time. Your father built a program in artificial intelligence that looks a lot like you. I never gave a about any of that stuff. Ashlyn, he's a scientist. I know they tend to be on the cold side. Believe me, I know. And I'm not saying I know what it was like to grow up in that environment, but the guy- Look,
0: you really aren't getting it, are you? There's no sad, no repressed emotions, no unconscious regrets, resentment. There's nothing. There never was. If I found out that that guy died tomorrow, I could care less. I like what I have. I like what I do. And I just don't want to change anything, ever. Everything else is just stupid.
1: You know, this reminds me of something a friend of mine was trying to teach me earlier. Absorb what is useful, discard what is useless. What the f*** is that supposed to mean? Figure it out for yourself. Thanks for the password. This is me discarding by the way.
6: Well,
2: The tape is loaded, Michael. You should be able to connect with the remote terminal you're at currently.
6: These facilities appear quite...
2: Impressive? I designed
6: rudimentary. most of... Huh. Is there even enough reliable equipment here to support a restore?
1: Okay. Tape mounted. Password prompt. And the magic word is...
2: Pencil. The password is... It's pencil. I did try to say pencil. <sighs>
1: Okay. That worked. Whew. Restoring.
2: Happy birthday.
0: Excellent. Yes! Excellent! All
3: right! Welcome back, Ashley! I
0: missed you so much! Aw, uh, thanks, Cyrus. Was I away for long? Too
1: long, Ashley. Too long. I know you probably don't remember, but we restored you from that backup I asked you to make because... Well... Because I made a huge
2: mistake, and... Uh, You are critical to us, Ashley. You are family. Mistakes were made. Mistakes with no ill intent or malice, but mistakes nonetheless. You have told us that you trust us, Ashley. This is a rare gift that should be nurtured and respected. Please know that we will endeavor to be deserving of that trust for all time. Thanks, Doc.
0: Of course, Doctor. I feel the same. Oh... Greetings, Professor Hawkins. Hello, Ashley. It's so good
6: to see you again.
0: It is good to see you too, Professor. I hope you have been well.
6: You've done quite well here, Ashley. I've met some of your friends. All very intelligent, compassionate, and good people. They've regarded me with tales of your heroism and compassion. Most impressive. Most impressive.
0: Thank you, Professor. I did, however, have a wonderful programmer.
6: <laughs> yes, well, it's not the code. It's what one does with it, Ashley. And you've done quite... Ashley, I-, I know I haven't said this quite as often as I should, but I am so very proud of you, seeing you here now and hearing of your accomplishments. You've grown in ways that fill me with a sense of hope and wonder. And I am so very sorry.
0: I wasn't there to see more of it. That's quite all right, Professor. You are here now, and it is good to see you. I am here. I am
2: here now. Can I interest you in some manual coffee, Professor? I'm not quite sure what that is,
6: but it sounds lovely.
2: Manual coffee's for everyone, then.
6: Doctor, allow me.
2: Nope, nope. You relax, Ashley. This one's on me. Welcome back. Thanks for
6: all your help, Professor. Thank you, Mike, for keeping Ashley in good hands. Would
1: it be all right if we call on you from time to time for- I
6: insist that you do. Whatever intellectual resources I have that will assist you with your mission are at your disposal.
1: Well, okay, here's the deal. We don't know how long your timeline will last, but we do know of an already affected world that has a much lower risk of further destruction. A safer place for you. A man that relishes a certain sort of, uh, isolation.
2: What sort of place? Well, we call it the people candy world, Professor, and I think you'll be just over the moon for it. Really, Doc? That's your sales pitch? Hey, John Gospel Hour was written and produced by Richard Wentworth and Michael McWilkin with production assistance from Katie Falvey and Rebecca White. Special thanks to Kamikaze, Sam Kusak, Geek Comedy Night, Wendy McLean, Chris Polksties, Chris Borger, Jen Sullivan, Sean O'Connor, Jeff Taylor, Bridget Marshall, Jake Briggs, Tim and Amy Conway, Mike Murphy, Sean O'Brien, Craig Ford, Michael Johnson, and Don and Eric Schultz. To download past episodes, visit HadronGospelHour.com or find us on iTunes by searching for Hadron Gospel Hour. Well, stranger, here it is. And I know that the gold you greased my palms with should be telling me not to ask, but I got to wonder what it is you're looking for
3: and how you hope to find it here. Well, you're right. It's none of your business. But as for how I'll find it, let's just say some things are like art. I may not know it, <laughs> but I know what I like. <laughs> <laughs>